Hello and welcome to Traffic Karma, the podcast that inspires you with tips on how you can deal with traffic in your life, literally or figuratively, and how to navigate it smoothly so you can pay it forward. In my last podcast, I introduced you to Nina Rao, transformational life guide who discussed breaking out of fear and how to move past fear to make an impact. This week, I'm excited to introduce you to Jacqueline Mason, actor and active philanthropist who has created incredible initiatives to serve the communities around her, including Rock for Relief, Give360, and The Hope Project. She is passionate about spreading the message of hope, promoting awareness to instill faith in humankind, and making a difference in the world. She'll tell us more about these endeavors and hopefully inspire you to also take a stand and get involved in whatever you are also passionate about to help inspire the community around you. Hello and welcome to Jacqueline Mason. Jacqueline, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I am so well. I am super excited to have you here on Traffic Karma today. We met Thank on... Thank you so much for having me. Yes, we met on a plane going from New York to California, which is crazy. And we just had this bond. And, you know, you're one of those people, Jacqueline, that's just inspiring people. And I believe inspirational people connect with other inspirational people. And I'm just so grateful to have met you. And this tells everybody that no matter where you are, you can make connections. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And yeah, I totally agree with you. So Jacqueline, in addition to being my seatmate on my recent flight back from New York to California, a very long haul. In fact, we had a diversion in Denver because we had to do a refuel because the winds were 200 miles per hour out of New York. Crazy stuff. I asked my dad, who is a pilot, if it's real. And he confirmed, yes, it is a freak of nature. He's never seen it happen in his 60 years of flying, but it happened. So we had a lot of time to really connect. And I just, like I said, love Jacqueline for her spirit and her heart. And as you know, heart and soul is my business. And Traffic Karma is all about inspiring people on the road less traveled, people that are really stepping out of their comfort zone to change the world and do cool things and not take the road, you know, take the road less traveled and really just step up and do things above and beyond. So we had a lot of time to really catch up on what she's doing. So she was so sweet to talk to me more about a lot of the things she's been up to. So we're going to go through a variety of things that Jacqueline's been up to today. And first, I just want to talk a little bit about not only how she's an incredible actress she has done a ton she hails from new jersey you guys know i'm a new york girl new york girls don't usually get along with jersey girls but in this case we hang jacqueline is true to heart jacqueline is true to her hometown she's been doing some really cool acting stuff in addition to that she's an active philanthropist and has a huge heart as i mentioned before to serve her community And there's a few different things we're going to talk about today with Jacqueline as we go into some of these questions here. Uh, But one of the organizations that's closest to her heart is Rock With Relief, which was born out of her heart to serve the community. And in six months of work that would normally take six months, this is how much of a superstar she is. She crammed in all of that work into three weeks (laughs) to get this amazing initiative off the ground. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit here. Additionally, Jacqueline is also extremely passionate with that giving heart she has to help homeless people. And what inspired her to do so was through a project called Give360 and the Hope Project to spread the message of hope. We love that. 
What Give360 and Hope Project does is promote awareness to instill faith in humankind and make a difference in the world. Hello, we were just talking about changing the world. And through advocacy work and other activities, this organization is working tirelessly each day with the same goals in mind to really lend a helping hand to everyone. Stand up, speak out, and matter is their motto. So in final addition to that, which we'll talk about in addition to Rock With Relief, her work with Give360 and the Hope Project, she is also an active ally and speaking out against anti-bullying via social media, especially around the importance of awareness of this issue that is so critical for lives that matter now and for our future generation. In particular, how social media is controversial related to anti-bullying and what we can do to really harness the power in a more positive way. So with all that said, welcome to the amazing Jacqueline. So happy to have you on the podcast today. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And I adore you. We like hit it off on the plane and it was probably like the best flight that I've had. Oh Very my entertaining. gosh, life changing, right? It was just yeah. one of those moments where, again, we take the power of connection, but also the power of positivity. We have a good friend, Bruce, mutually that says positive postulate. It's always putting out the positive in any situation. And I think, you know, had I not connected and just like, you know, looked at Jacqueline at the airport and just started talking and, you know, don't be afraid to strike up a conversation with someone. Um, I think there's so much of that fear that, oh, I'm going to be judged if I say hello to someone. And that's so inherent too to the East Coast culture because we're just go, 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 go. But, mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, connections can be made anywhere. And this could have been a really horrible flight. And, you know, we ended up even connecting with another guy on our flight, Lee, who works for a major <laughs> production company. And, you know, just like I said, connections can happen anywhere. And, you know, as a result as that positive postulate of that, you know, voice of connections and really, you know, bringing people together, we had a positive flight. It could have, I mean, it was horrible in the sense of Mm -hmm. all the time it took us to get back in what's already a draining time back from New York to LA. But now having made these connections, spreading the power of connection and power and positivity, we had a great time and now we have so many endeavors that we're going to be working on together. So going back to some of the things, especially with regards to the fact that, you know, you really, I think use your acting platform and the connections you made in the entertainment industry to get into philanthropy. So talk to us a little bit more, talk to the listeners about what inspired you to get into acting. Oh, what inspired me? Okay. So I was five and I started out as a child actor and my mother used to take me into New York city all the time. And so with that, it it was great. It was amazing, but it got to the point where I was missing a lot of school and, uh, it's an hour away. We would, I would book auditions and get home an hour later. And then my agency would want to, you know, they would call me up and say, Hey, can you come back into New York? So it became demanding. So I had, stopped and then I you know was into dancing and art um and really just dove into schoolwork um and then of course I got back into the industry in my teen years 
And what was that journey like? Because you had left it for a while, right? Because of the practicality of getting there. And I remember that was for me too. The listeners may know. And if you're, you don't know already, I'm a dancer as well. And I remember wanting to be the prima ballerina when I was three years old. And my mom just couldn't take me to lessons. So it became later in my career that I started even dancing much later than others. So tell us more about that. So when you got back into it, was it difficult? What did you find? Did you feel like you were behind people? What were you going through in your mind? Um, it wasn't difficult because, well, maybe it was in a sense where I was painfully shy. I still am a little bit shy, but I was painfully shy when I was younger. But it helped, you know, it helped me come out of my shell. So going back into it in my teenage years, I was 17. And at that time, I knew I really wanted to act. So I enrolled into the training institute and I worked there, worked full time. And then I was doing the modeling. So it, it helped me build my confidence and it was sort of like riding a bike because I had already known the industry that, I mean, it changes, but I had already known the industry and I knew it was something that I wanted to do. Um, but just like you, when I was, you know, a dancer too. And in the beginning I was like, Oh, I'll be, you know, um, a professional dancer. But, um, I eventually went back to acting and, and modeling. It was a lot of fun at, at that time I was able to go into the city more on my own. That's awesome. And what is it that you love so much about acting? Why, why acting over, over everything else? What I love most about acting is that I get to connect emotionally with your audience. Um, I really love doing like, how can I put this? I, I do print commercial you know, TV and film, but with film, I really love just connecting emotionally, whether it be, uh, you know, happy emotions, sad, any emotion that anybody feels. Um, if I can connect with you emotionally and, and it, and it actually hits you and it affects you, then I know I've done my job. That's super powerful. And we were just talking about connections. All of this is related to connections and how important that is. And I think that is going to not only continue to grow you, but there are so many you know, actors out there that are doing it for trying to get the sake of fame and fortune or you know, have a different motivation. But when you can really connect emotionally, like you said, with your audience and really change maybe how someone's feeling that day, right? How someone relates to the world, um, how they can be moved in a world that you know is somewhat so negative right now and, and really making that positive change through your acting. And I love that piece from you. So thank you for thank giving you. that to the world, uh, Jacqueline. <laughs> Thank you. And um, speaking of confidence, I think one of the things I wanted to ask you is that confidence that you gained, you know, through the acting and that you're still gaining, is that what made you step up and lead and get into that active philanthropy piece? Um, I guess you would say yes. At the time when I got into philanthropy, I didn't really think about it. I just did it. You know, there wasn't really much to think about. Because at the time, it was rock for relief. And so I just, I didn't think, I just did it. So with that, it was confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Confidence to knowing that this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to give back to my community, my town where I grew up. So there is a confidence in that, absolutely. And when you're a leader, when you're leading things, whether it be any task that you're on, uh, I think there is a confidence that comes with you. Yeah, I think so too. And, and that passion that's reigning through you 
and people see that and then want to get involved because you're so passionate about it. And I think that's so awesome. So what I think another thing just to point out to the listeners, that's really important that Jacqueline just shared is that you're leading with confidence and also she didn't think about it. She just did it. And I interviewed several other podcast guests, including Elaine Huang um, from Neon Allen. She's a girl that's really active in the music and EDM scene to bring about change through mm-hmm. artists. And I know that's something too, because you know music is important to you too. But focusing on the act of philanthropy piece and going back to the fact that you can't just just say, okay, I'm going, I, I'm looking at this, I, I want to try it, like I'm not sure how to do it. You will always find a reason to stop yourself and instead just go out and do it. If you're passionate about it, you'll find a way to make it happen. Other people hear your passion, as we were just saying, and they'll want to get involved. And I think that's really important. When I started this podcast, I had no clue how to edit a podcast. I just said, I want to make this happen. I want to inspire people. So just wanted to hit on that point, Jacqueline, that you made, because I think that's so important. Yeah, absolutely. So now we talked about what inspired you to become an active philanthropist, you really just saw a need. And tell us a little bit more about that before we get into some of the organizational work that you've been doing. Okay, well, I'm from the New Jersey Shore, and you know that I'm very proud. Um, So when Hurricane Sandy hit, uh, it was devastating. It was devastating for, of course, people who lived along the shore. And my friends and I who have moved away were still devastated because it was our childhood. It's where we grew up. And to see the devastation um, really left us speechless. Yeah. It was difficult. It was very difficult. So I knew I had to do something. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people um, felt the same way. Everybody wanted to give back. So I spoke with my friend, Matthew Tucker. He's a reverend. And I said, Matt, you know, I really want to give back. I want to come home and volunteer or do something. And he said, Jacqueline, um, they're not going to let you back in because National Guard's here. So nobody can help out and volunteer. So I said, well, what can I do? Yeah. So I said, what can I do? He said, the best thing you could do is raise money. So I was like, okay, that's it. Here we go. And so I was like, all right. So I'm raising money. I have no idea what I'm doing. It's my first time, but you know what? I'm going to do it. And so by saying that, like, I, I, I just had that commitment and that drive to really see it through and, and really give back. So yeah, that inspired, well, it inspired me to take action. I have to say, because I've always loved giving back to people. I've always helped out. I volunteered before. So I wasn't a stranger to it, but it inspired me to take action and to stand up for what you believe in. Yeah, so important. And and, and on that note too, I, I think the Hurricane Sandy thing was such a devastating thing for us as New Yorkers and, and Jersey mm-hmm. folks and, and the people around just the whole East Coast. I mean, it was crazy. And if you were there, you remember, and mm-hmm. you certainly saw it on the news, but it wasn't the same unless you were there. And I got involved and that's why I love and wanted to spend some time to talking about this rock for relief. Cause I know yeah. not only it's one of the things that's been the closest to your heart in terms of initiatives that you've done, that you've kept going. And we want to talk more about that, but also just the fact that 
like you said, you just wanted to make a difference. And, and that was the way you could do that for the community. And it could be simple things. Okay. So you're not going to be able to get in because of the national guard, but Hey, I can help raise some money. I can help raise some awareness. In fact, I did a Zumba class for hurricane Sandy relief that the Ramaz Kayla Jesharun ladies on the Upper East side asked me to do for the school. Um, and, and that was something that was just my way of giving back through my art and my craft. And that's just, these are just examples listeners of, simple ways you can get involved. Um, if something happens, don't sit back and think someone else is going to step up and do it. Take the initiative yourself, get out there. You know, it only takes one to make a difference and truly rock for a leaf is showing how that has just morphed into something that, you know, you started, you had this vision for, and it's just grown so much. Um, so congratulations, Jacqueline, on just stepping out and doing it. Thank you. Thank you. Now, tell us a little bit more because I, I love the name Rock With Relief. Um, I know you've had, like we talked a little bit about a lot in your music background too, um, mm-hmm. in addition to everything else with the acting and dancing piece that so go along, goes along so well with our triple threat nature. Music for me, it's, it's always been a part of my life. Um, it's just something that's been in my family and I've always expressed myself through music. I relate to it. It inspires me. It moves me. Um, it's really a big part of my life. So rock for relief, and I love rock music. Um, so it was just a perfect thing. And you know, the Jersey Shore. It's known for little Bruce Springsteen. Uh, who's my yeah, favorite. Bon Jovi. Hello, he was born there. Yes, absolutely. Living on a prayer, baby. I totally. Jersey to me is rock. That's where I got to see Journey live. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Jersey is rock. I love that. It is. Yeah, you're so funny. Well, I would see Bon Jovi like jogging down the street. This is, of course, when he had his like long curly hair. Um, So it was cool. But like Bruce is like, oh my God, he's he's like my favorite. So yeah, so growing up and and Asbury Park is is really well known for their rock club, um, Stone Pony. So a lot of famous bands have traveled through toward through there and played. And on the Jersey Shore, summertime, there's bands playing on the, the beach constantly. So it just seemed fit to name it Rock for Relief. I love that. Love it. So who yeah. are some of the artists you've gotten involved in Rock for Relief? Uh, Kevin Smith. He was uh, the headliner. So Kevin Smith, he is from Highlands, New Jersey. What I really wanted to do was reach out to, well, I mean, I reached out to everyone and their grandmother <laughs> during that time. And I really wanted to reach out to people who were from New Jersey and that could relate to it. Um, and that sort of was affected by it. Mm-hmm. That way there, you know, it, it, it was more personal. So Kevin Smith, he's from Highlands and Highlands was very devastated. Uh, still, you know, there's a lot of construction going on. There's a lot of homeowners that aren't back into their homes. And, and you know, so I wanted to get Kevin Smith Jason Muse, who's his sidekick, uh, came along with. I had uh, Peter DeSefano. Nice. He is, yeah, so, and he's amazing. So he rock. he's from Porno Papyrus, and that was a big band back in the 90s. Uh, and he's such a giving person and genuine, and, and he was great. I also had Mode. Um, I had, like, I actually had, like, five bands but um, we kind of like lowered it down to like three. So it was like an amazing, amazing night. 
Awesome. 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 I love that. I think that's so cool. And like you said, it's just combining all of your talents, all of the things that, you know, you want to do and just give back as we've been talking about. And I think that's so rad. So what is the latest with Rock for Relief? Is, is it still going? Where, you know, do you want to take it, if anything? Uh, well, the latest is, you know, I did the fundraiser. Um, and I, at that point, I said, you know, because I crammed so much work, I think I put on my website that it was four weeks, but it was actually three weeks. Oh, like, crazy. Yeah. So during that time, I, I literally slept like three hours a night and I was just <laughs> a, a zombie. But at at the end of it, I was like, wow, you know, I it was almost like in a sense where I was like, if I, you know, if I do this, it, it, it was almost like in a denial part for me because I, I you know, I, I was personally affected by it as well. But after it, I said, you know, let me just take a breather and kind of just lay it down because I'm, I was really tired. Um, and then, you know, I realized that I wanted to give back and start an organization. I wanted to give back in a bigger way Mm -hmm. and just not to the Jersey Shore community. Uh, After Rock for Relief, um, there was just things that, you know, personal stuff when, you know, life, I should say, life happens and adversity comes your way and, and it happens. So I was struggling with adversity at the time. Well, maybe for like the past four years, but it's fine. It happens in life. And if I can share that with anybody and, and share my experience, I mean, that's what it's all about. You know, I always turn negative into a positive. Absolutely. And I think that's what we've been talking about. Positive postulate, you know, you gotta be positive. You got to. So I love that. Um, and thank you for, again, doing what you're doing for Rock for Relief. And we'll thank talk you. more about how you can get involved. There's a variety of organizations I want to get through and talk about here, too, as we as we teed up earlier. Um, so there might be one listeners that strikes the heart with you. And you can get in touch with Jacqueline um, to share your passion and your energies and your connections. So let's talk a little bit more um, moving from that active philanthropy piece of connecting music and giving back, um, you know, revitalizing the shore, bringing together music and all of that to, um, what inspired you about, you know, helping the homeless and the give 360 and the hope project to spread the message of hope. Tell us more about that organization. Uh, well, I always wanted to, about five years ago, I started to hand out Thanksgiving sandwiches to local homeless, uh, in Long Beach. And I always wanted to either, you know, you can feed the homeless on Thanksgiving. Um, and I always wanted to give back. So I came up with the idea, well, you know, if I can have a Thanksgiving sandwich, you know, why can't everybody else? So, I mean, it was cute, but it was great because when I did it, I, we made about a hundred sandwiches and it grew each year. And I remember, I will never forget. I mean, and I walk, I don't like just go and pop it down. Like I walk up to homeless people and hand them out. Um, the first person we walked up to, they were so excited. They're like, oh my God, we were just talking about this Thanksgiving sandwiches. Um, so that was awesome because, you know, that, that was the whole purpose of doing it. Um, while I, while I was doing it, it, when I hand them out at times I get emotional about it. And sometimes I need to like walk away because I actually go in tears. Um, seeing people at their lowest point and that's where they are. And I can, I can, you know, relate with that. And I I have empathy for that. Everybody hits their bottom and 
they have. And I, and it's, it's a shame that a lot of people are so homeless today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the numbers are crazy and, you know, I think there's a misperception out there too of, oh, you're homeless. You don't like want to work. You're panhandling. Sure. There are people that take advantage, but a lot of times there are families forced out due to circumstances beyond their control. There's women of domestic violence, um, Mm -hmm. men of domestic violence. You know, I Mm -hmm. learned about something at a uh, an event that was very much the TED style talk called the F word, um, curated by my friends, Sarah Moshman and Ashadaya. Ashadaya has been on this podcast talking about women's empowerment and, you know, how to just be that voice and, and do that. But there could be so many factors that lead to this. So, you know, the other thing I think too, is you just can't judge until you walked a mile in somebody else's shoes, right? That old adage, but you know, there's such a heart that you have again, going back to that heart, as we talked about earlier, the heart and soul, Thank you. heart and soul. We love heart and soul. Um, yes. so and I love that. I love that song by the way. Yes. Heart and that soul. Song. I fell yeah. in love with you. Exactly. So um, that's a really amazing way too that that you're helping just give back and not giving the stink eye, if you will, that so many people do to the homeless as they're walking by. It's another going back to what we were talking about with Rock for Elite. It's a simple gesture. It's a simple thing that can just amount to so much and let's change that. So I have so much more we could talk about there, but I want the listeners also to go and check out these resources, which we'll talk about in a little bit and really oh, read up for yourself and, and just learn more about what's going on. And like I said, what speaks to your heart. Um, so moving on then just cause again, there's so many topics and these are such deep topics today that we're talking about here. Um, so like I said, listeners, please, 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 we will go through all the resources at the end of the call and we will also be posting these once the podcast has aired. So you can also check them out for yourself. But if there is a cause that resonates for you on this, if you heard something today, please take the initiative, go and step up and, and, and check those out and also, uh, reach out to Jacqueline. So one of the last, uh, the last cause that we're going to talk about at least today, because again, Jacqueline's such an active philanthropist. We love that. (laughs) She is very passionate about this, the topic of anti-bullying. And, um, this is something that is, is really an epidemic. It's become something that is, uh, critical, uh, beyond critical to address. Um, why are you so passionate about this topic, Jacqueline? Um, and this I'm, issue? I'm, I'm very, uh, very passionate about this project. Uh, I, one of the reasons why I'm passionate about it is because I, I too have been through, uh, bullying and it happened in, as an adult, uh, actually this past year, I, you know, I, I don't like to call myself a victim. I, I refuse to, um, because I, I like to, uh, stand up for what I believe in. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very new thing to me too, but it, it turned into my passion. It turned into what can I do to help this? Like, what can I do to make a difference in the situation? Because it is really traumatic and it is devastating. And I, you know, for the longest time, I was just like everybody else where you thought, oh, you know, bullying, that's a part of life. You know, it's what happens, but it, it's really not what it used to be. And it's, it's very traumatic for an adult and for children. So it became very much my passion to educate and create awareness and to really change things because we are having a bullying epidemic. And I don't 
believe that a lot of people are aware of it. Yeah, I don't think so because it's one of those things that is certainly just easy, I think, to overlook because, you know, it's it's one of those, well, yeah, we grew up, they're kind of the bullies in the schoolyard, but now with social media, it's just so crazy what is happening out there. And you had something too that you wanted to talk about in terms of just the controversial nature of what social media is causing with this epidemic. Talk to us more about that and what you're seeing and what you think could be also a possible change to this. Um, Okay. So there's such power behind social media, um, both negative and, and positive. So I, I decided to turn to social media to talk about bullying, but it wasn't just about talking about bullying. I decided to share my experience while I was going through it on social media. I made the conscious decision to do that. And I knew before going into it, it was going to be very controversial for me as a person. Um, a lot of people think it, it's you know a lack of class or um, airing one's dirty laundry, but I don't believe that. I believe that it is already a public situation. And having said that, I'll, you know most of my life when I do do things and I make the decision, I don't really consider what someone else is going to think about me. Right. Um, it really doesn't matter. I mean, it really doesn't right. matter. Yeah. It does not matter if, you know, both positive and negative. So that wasn't going to stop me. And while I was going through it, the symptoms, and um, I wanted to share that experience with everybody because after it happened, I was doing a lot of research and, I, you know, I was digging in deeper and digging in deeper. And I, I used to be ignorant to it. Mm -hmm. I used to be that person. Oh, well, you know what? I had somebody that was bullied in my class or, you know, I used to see the same thing. Oh, you know, toughen up. But it's really, it's, it's a totally different world we're living in. I mean, everything has changed, um, into from today, from 20 years ago. So everything's different. Yeah. So when I uh, was digging deeper and deeper, I was doing research and I couldn't believe what I was finding. Like it was shocking my jaw was dropping. It's, it's, it's shocking to me that kids are committing suicide at the age of eight because they're bullied. Oh my and God. The fact, yeah. And the fact that we have 4,400 kids committing suicide a year because they are bullied. That, I mean, that's outrageous. That, it, it just, it, it just doesn't even compute. It's so, so sad. Yeah. So going back to social media, I decided, well, you know what? I, I looked at all these organizations and I'm like, well, what's going on here? With all these, you know, anti-bullying organizations, why is nothing really being done and our suicide rate is going up? So I looked at all the symptoms and I thought, well, you know, something that my mother taught me a long time ago. She said, don't judge, seek to understand first. Mm, I love that. Don't judge, seek to understand first. And we were just talking about that related to the homeless thing too. And just anybody in life, you cannot judge. You have no idea what someone's going through. Exactly. Excuse me. I was just having a sip of my water. Um, Yeah. So in the back of my mind, I had my mom saying, don't judge, seek to understand first. So I thought to myself, 
Well, if you just read something, you know, on a piece of paper or on a website, yeah, you can read it, but people need to understand it. And once they understand what's going on, then they can make their own decision about it. So I decided to show them what happens to someone when they are bullied. I decided to show and share my experience on social media because that way there, whoever was following me, I say my Twitter friends, um, was experiencing it with me. Wow. And I thought if, if I could do that, then maybe they will really, it will set in deeper. They will really get an understanding of it and perhaps maybe like move them and, and they can really understand it better because I believe if you show and not just talk about it, right. Uh, there's such a difference in that. And, and, and knowing that people will have their judgments about me, but Hey, you know what? That's okay. I'm an adult. I do have thick skin. Um, I'm much better by the way now with my symptoms, but you know, it, it wasn't about me. It was about educating our community absolutely, and, and creating awareness. And if you're going to attack the messenger, which I have been really attacked about, that's okay. I, I would rather have you really be more alarmed with the fact of my message and the things that I've been, you know, tweeting and posting. And I knew I was going through symptoms. You know, one of it is emotional outbursts. Mm -hmm. And I, I've had that a couple of times on social media. And I, I fully knew that that was going to happen, but I did it anyway because I wanted people to really see what it was. It's like for I mean, for a child, it's it's devastating. It is so traumatic that people don't even realize how traumatic it is. It's crazy. I mean, and I love that you said, you know, it's not about just it. it it's not a show, not just talk about it. I mean, you gotta you gotta see what's going on, and I think it's brilliant how you came up with the idea of like what's going on and like how, what was the response to that. Uh, I had both good and you know I had both positive and negative. Um, I I realized that. I don't like to say audience. I know in marketing people say audience. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like to say uh, people, uh, friends, you know, that you're connecting with via social media. I know that 77% of high school students are on Facebook. And, you know, guess what? Your kids aren't in front of the TV like we used to be. They are on the computer. And how do you get through to kids? How do you say, hey, you know what? I've been there. You're not alone. I know what you're going through. And educate people at the same time. You do it through social media. And I so I used the power of that. Like I wanted to just create this whole awareness about it. Um, the negative, I mean, I got, I, I was getting hate mail. Um, and there's been some people that didn't take well. Uh, I, my character was attacked on, on top of my character already being attacked because of relational aggression. Um, but I knew, like, I know who I am and people who support me and have been a positive role. And I just have to say my manager, Andy Rooney, uh, from Midwest talent, he has been such, you know, not only a great manager, but he ha was like a real, and his wife were a great support system for me at that time. So I had a lot of positive, but when you're dealing with symptoms from bullying and you're dealing with negative, I mean, you're dealing with chemical imbalances yeah. and then you have people who you know there's a lot of people that are saying well she needs to be more private or you know keep yourself to yourself look bullying is not a private issue and I think if we change our perception of how we view it 
you'll see. I mean, mm-hmm. it bullying takes place in public locations. It is a pl- public situation. So people have their, you know, opinions about I need to be more private. Um, you know, it's a lack of class, but uh, I, I have plenty of private things that I've never even mentioned on social media. And I knew very well that this is a public situation. And for me to really get that message out, I knew I had to do something drastic. Mm-hmm. I knew I had to like just take control and say, hey, look, you know what? It's 2017 and look at what you're dealing with. I mean, this is a bullying epidemic and it's global. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next for, for this since you've just, uh, you know, you've not just, but you, you've, you've been on this mission. I have, I have, I have been, uh, this has been like a passionate mission. Uh, my goal is to change perception. My goal is to change. I mean, I saw it, which is, which was very insulting and I read it yesterday and it was, you know, close to heart and I did have an emotional reaction, but everyone should have an emotional reaction. And and it's regard to our government. You know, they said that bullying and suicide doesn't relate and they were making more light of the situation than, than what, I mean, for our government to say that, you know, media oversimplifies and that, you know, the facts tell a different story and they're, they're almost like sugarcoating it. Absolutely. And I think that is something that, you know, without getting into politics is definitely affecting right. the news and the news cycle. Yeah. I mean, I was outraged when, I, I mean, I really was upset because not only are you insulting everyone's intelligence, but you're, you're, you're not acknowledging the parents who lost a child. I mean, over bullying. We've had, there's been so many cases of kids committing suicide and it starts with the government. So a part of me was like, bingo, there you go. If your government is feeling that way, then a lot of people aren't going to think that this is a serious problem. It's a very serious problem and we need to change their perception. It starts with leadership. It starts with our government of the United States. I mean, and it trickles down. Yes. Um, yeah. And you know, doing that and, and, and raising awareness for social media, there's a lot of people um, that are crying for help. Yeah. And they're doing that on social media. So um, in regards to the next step, uh, while I was raising awareness, um, I was finding that kids were taken to social media before they killed themselves because of bullying. Mm, so 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 scary and sad yeah it's it's very scary i mean it is the reality that Mm -hmm. you know our world that we live in today and it was shocking it was so shocking to see their messages their posts um them tweeting or instagramming and I'll, i'll use an example um tyler clemente from new jersey he was bullied because he was gay he was a Rutgers. uh he went to Rutgers university he was a student and he was an exceptional violinist. He was so talented and nobody did anything about it. He went to Facebook and said, sorry, jumping off the GW bridge. Yeah, I remember when that story came out. It's devastating. Yeah, yeah and then he did. So I was like, and you know, and then I saw like 24 likes on it. I'm like, what, like, what is going on? Like, what is wrong with our society that you have kids, like not just once, but four times on Facebook and Instagram talking about being bullied, 
saying how they want to kill themselves and no one's doing anything about it. And, and whatever is there, whatever is implemented into the system is failing us. So I thought, you know what? Enough is enough. Like we are the adults. We need to take action and responsibility. So I'm in the midst of, you know, researching and creating an alert system for social media, which is for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, so it's going to take a little bit longer than I thought, uh, but it needs to be implemented. It, it, something. Wow, that's that's really cool. Um, and have you thought about integrating uh, without giving all of this away? Um, it's almost like the Amber Alerts you get on your iPhone. It could be synced with notifications to your phone. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's exactly where you know I had the light bulb moment. Um, there's more involved in, in with the Hope Project and 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 more than just. Um, creating the solution. So, uh, yeah, so it's, it's just raising awareness and, and getting parents involved and the community and schools. I mean, this is a, this is a community, this is a whole nation and global thing. I mean, this is happening in New Zealand, Australia, the UK, this is happening everywhere. Yeah. I was just thinking community to community, country to country, worldwide to worldwide. Yeah, and, and regarding schools, I, I haven't really talked much about the school system uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, different schools, different policies, uh, areas, location. But I will say this about schooling. Um, I think it's really important that we create a school culture where it doesn't t- it, it, it's not socially acceptable. Bullying should be unacceptable. And it's a must. You yep. have to take action with it and creating a school culture where you were, you know, zero tolerance. It, it has to be done. Yes. We're losing kids. Yeah. Well, we are. We are. And, and, it, and it has to be incumbent upon that to change immediately. I mean, without a doubt. Wow. So these are very, very heavy, but. Um, exciting yeah. topics in the in the sense of the change that you can create now today. Like I've been saying on this podcast, and I'm like banging my fist right now. Please right. take action. If one of these causes resonated with you today, listeners. Please step up and visit more about these causes. So, with that being said, Jacqueline, where can people first one learn about Rock for Relief? Uh, you may go to my website, JacquelineMason.net. Uh, it's currently a landing page because I'm in the middle of making a new website. Uh, you can learn about it there. And how about the Hope Project, Give360, all of this? Same place, yeah? Yeah, same place. You can actually go to my landing page at JacquelineMason.net. And underneath my picture or on the home page, if you just click on the images, uh, I create it so that if you click on the image, the website comes up. Awesome. And mm-hmm. on all your social channels, what are those? Um, I'm on Twitter, Jersey in the House. What? What? <laughs> uh, JL Mace and Facebook, uh, Jack Mason. I do have an Instagram account, but I haven't really gone over no worries no worries so listeners JacquelineMason.com that has everything you want to see at a glance as well as JacquelineMason.net spelled J-A-C-L-Y-N just like Allison A-L-Y-S-O-N so Jacqueline Mason J-A-C 
L-Y-N Mason, M-A-S-O-N.com, JacquelineMason.net. Check out all those amazing resources. Give Jacqueline a shout. Maybe the web isn't your thing. Find out what she's doing on her amazing social channels. Josie in the house. <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> Jack Mason. Jacqueline, you are an incredible human being. You're doing amazing things for the world. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we can't wait to see what's next and all the people that will be stepping up to help you. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.